1: Here's a report from 18 years ago, just a clip from a BBC report, actually, from 18 years ago uh, this week. And it's just a, a sad reminder of many unanswered questions. The 25-year-old shop assistant had been at a party in a village caravan park. The Dorian family believe they must continue to have hope, but they say that Lisa is not the type of person to remain out of contact for this long. and out of contact is still relevant because the search continues for the body of Lisa Dorian just to to, to set the scene you will be familiar with the story but in the months before uh, her killing, uh, Lisa, by the admission of her, her her family, and I'll be speaking to Joanne, her sister, uh, very shortly, had fallen in with a, a crowd of friends who you wouldn't necessarily have wished your relative to have uh, fallen in with. And some of them had criminal connections, and some of them were drugs users. And on the night of her death, she was at a drugs party in a Ballyhalbert caravan. Park. Now she was last seen alive in the company of a Newton Abbey man Mark Lovett. They were both aged 17 and uh, Mark Lovett was certainly aged uh, 17. Both Both were drunk and they had taken drugs. Now Lovett uh, told police that around uh, 4.45 in the morning, they were startled by noises and flashing lights. Uh, Fearing for their safety, he claimed they fled the caravan in opposite directions and Lisa was never seen again. Uh, I I want to speak to Joanne about this. Joanne Dorian, who's been an incredible campaigner on behalf of her sister. Uh, Joanne, good morning.
0: Good morning, Frank.
1: Uh, Joanne, you've been with me on this radio programme before and of course I think the most obvious coverage came courtesy of the Badlands series which was on on BBC some time ago. There have been many reports over the last 18 years as you try to prick the conscience of those who know what happened and of whoever you would see as the, the, the chief suspect. We're not going to talk any more about people's names within this, but you would be hoping against hope that on the 18th anniversary of the search beginning, because your sister went missing technically on the last day of February yesterday, you, you'd be hoping yeah. that there is a conscience there, there is a heart, and that eventually that person or indeed some member of their family will do the right thing.
0: Yes, of course. I mean, listening back to that that BBC clip that you played there, and it says, you know, the the Dorian family must remain hopeful. We only had nine days of hope before the police came out and told us that they were now treating it as a murder investigation. We've had 18 years of knowing that Lisa's not coming back to us alive. Um, All we're asking is is to be able to give her a Christian burial, what she deserves. You know, we, we do this for Lisa And that's what the the focus of the campaign always is. Um, It will help us in the long run to be able to accept that she's gone and to be able to have somewhere to go to pay our respects. But the main thing is that we we can relieve ourselves of the guilt we feel that Lisa is out there alone without um, a proper marking for um, her death.
1: How painful is that i've spoken to relatives of the disappeared on this program on on occasions and they all share a a similar feeling of just where is my loved one and why is there not a cross or why is there not a memento or something to mark or a a place to go to it it seems to torture them if, if not on a daily basis certainly on a regular basis
0: Absolutely. I mean, it comes in ebbs and flows. There's no doubt about that, that life goes on. And, and you know, I went on to have children and, and, and build a life for myself. But Lisa is in my mind every single day. And every day I think about how, what could I do today to try and encourage the person to tell us where she is? What could we try tomorrow? What could we say? What way could we phrase it? I mean, this is all consuming. This has shaped our lives. It has changed our lives. Uh, I mean, my father is 76 now, and the thought that he might never find out what happened to Lisa or where she is absolutely, you know, tears me up inside. We do this so that we can get some form of truth and justice for Lisa, but we also do it so that my dad can have peace with what has happened. My mom passed away seven years ago, and, and she never, ever got over losing Lisa, her firstborn daughter. But, you know, every day when we think about Lisa, we think about what can we do. We would love to be relieved of that burden. We would love to just be able to get on with life and celebrate Lisa for the beautiful human being that she was. But we can't do that while she's out there alone without a gravestone.
1: Obviously, the person who killed Lisa will be afraid to come forward because the rigors of the law would be visited upon that person and they will be taken into court and possibly sentenced to life imprisonment. So that's one card that they're looking at. The other card they're obviously looking at is waking up each morning, knowing what they know, uh, living with what they are living with, uh, very possibly having contact with their own family at this moment in time what, what would you say to the person who did it and indeed to any other person connected to them who would know what happened to Lisa what would you say to them obviously as we've said before we're not naming any names on this program what, what would you say yeah. to the individual or individuals as a, a bereaved sister?
0: Well, it's never too late. It's never too late to unburden yourself. I, I've always said this can't be an easy thing for that person to carry either. Um, I'm not saying that I, I forgive them for what they've done. I'm not saying that I sympathize with what you know they're carrying. But I understand it can't be easy as a human being to carry the burden of what they've carried for 18 years. And it's never too late to come forward and to tell us where she is. Um, I understand that you know the processes and the rigors of the law are there, and they're there for good reason. I would never want an amnesty to be granted to this person because Lisa deserves justice for what happened to her. She had her life taken from her at twenty five years old. She had everything robbed and and our own lives have been changed as a result of that and a result of 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 what they decided to do that night when Lisa trusted them as a friend. You know this person was known to Lisa this person knew the kind of girl that she was I I just can't imagine what motivated them that night to do that but the police will get to the bottom of this and they will bring justice Um, but it's not too late to unburden yourself of where Lisa is and that can be done very easily it can be done anonymously and um, there are various rewards there for information leading to the recovery of Lisa's body we have privately 65,000 pounds Through Crime Stoppers, we have £20,000 and that obviously offers the mechanism of full anonymity for the person with that information. But I would say just think about Lisa. If you are around the person who has killed Lisa and you have that information, come and talk to me. You will be a hero to us. Even after 18 years to say that, you know, I just can't live with this any longer. You will be an absolute hero and you'll be celebrated if you just come and tell us where Lisa is.
1: Is there anything in your mindset that links those people who might be able to help you? I'm not talking about the individual who may have killed Lisa. I'm talking about people in the wider circle who may be able to help you, who would be able to benefit from the £85,000 that seems to be available at present if indeed Lisa's body was found. Is is there anything in your mind that suggests you're, concer- you're concerned they won't come forward because they're so close to paramilitaries?
0: I, I don't think it's a real threat, Frank, to be honest. I mean, it might be a perceived threat um, in those circles or, or in the public domain because of the, the reporting that went on at the time, which was right at the time. But we have, we have certainly had the Senior Investigating Officer um, in the last few years, Jason Murphy, confirming that there is no paramilitary link to Lisa's um, disappearance and murder. It certainly wasn't a sanctioned um, crime. Uh, the people who are responsible, we are, we're aware of who they are. And we know that they have links to paramilitaries. But I certainly don't think that this belongs to any group. And I I think that in all honesty, anybody I've spoken to over the years just wants Lisa to be found. So if they have that information, and people have tried, we've had hundreds of tips from the public. We've had, you know, I've had so many people reach out to me privately and say, I heard this, I heard this. And that all gets filtered into the system with the PSNI. So keep doing that. And I would ask people to keep doing that because you never know when that will just make sense to the people investigating Lisa's um, murder and disappearance. But unfortunately, I think it is such a small number of people who know what happened and where Lisa is that we're not appealing to the masses. We're appealing to that tiny, tiny number who know exactly the truth of what happened that night in 2005.
1: Uh, uh, And again, being very cautious in how we speak about this, is it your understanding that that very small number of people who you're referring to, are all still alive. Yes, they are. So they could be listening to this program. They could be thinking enough is enough. It is time to cleanse their own conscience, to put their own mental health in order, to address it from a selfish perspective as opposed to being helpful towards you but they would also be incredibly helpful towards you if they did come forward. And running alongside that, and maybe on the on the wider circle, will be one or two people who weren't involved in the killing of Lisa, but they know yeah. exactly how her body was disposed of. Those people can be richly rewarded for coming forward now, and your hope would be that... Even if they are motivated by the money, that they would come forward just to give a location, and would you be accepting of that if the location was somewhere that is almost impossible to retrieve, Lisa, from?
0: Uh, I mean, we, we've had to consider that, and and it is something that we'd think about if that information came in. But it it couldn't be, you know, a message just saying that Lisa was in the sea. Because we we have to be able to prove that we have to be able to to you know satisfy our own minds and the minds of the investigators that that is what happened. So there would need to be more information than just the place. Um, you know we need this verified. We need to find Lisa, and the money is payable when we find Lisa. But if there are circumstances that mean that we're not ever going to be able to find her, then tell us about those circumstances. Let the police look into that. It it has to be something that we can verify.
1: And there have been suggestions, obviously, of disposal at sea, but also suggestions that Lisa may have been buried somewhere where major building has taken place after that. Uh, would would, would th- There would still be a sense of hope if that was the case, wouldn't there?
0: Yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, uh, as a family, we do hope that Lisa is, is buried as opposed to anything else because it means then um, that there is a chance of us being able to find her and... Um, I mean, the police have been so proactive over the last 18 years in, in the searches that they've done for Lisa I and mean, in the expertise that they've, they've used from around the world. You know, they've gone outside of their own skill set and, and sourced equipment from around the world um, to try and find Lisa. Just unfortunately, we haven't been in, in the right place yet. Um, but we are definitely still hopeful and remain focused that Lisa is buried and we we can find her. Um, And they they come up with that, you know, using the likes of the the National Crime Agency statistics about someone who has been murdered and how far they'll travel with the body. You know, all of those things come into the search strategy. um, And that would all indicate that Lisa is still in Ballyhalbert, albeit it's a a very vast area. And that has been one of the big hurdles for us, that it is miles upon miles of airfield and, and greenery. And um the, the people who, who buried Lisa had local knowledge of that area. So that has definitely been a barrier for us, but it certainly hasn't stopped us from trying to look for Lisa and, and that'll continue into the future. And I hope that the, the PS and I when the, the weather is um more suited towards them searching, again we'll we'll do more searches this year for Lisa. <laughs>
1: Let's hope, and we said this before when I've spoken to you on other anniversaries, uh, Joanne, let's hope she is found, and let's hope that a conversation like this, fortunately the Badlands documentary didn't prick the conscience, and it was a massive television programme, but maybe just by continuing the conversation, if not the conscience of the actual killer, the conscience of someone in the killer's family, coming forward and saying enough is enough if only they could find it in their heart and in their soul to do the right thing joanne really appreciate your time this morning and i know it's a difficult day for you and thank you very much for joining us on the program
0: thanks very much Frank. thank you
1: that's joanne dorian who's been for 18 years leading that campaign to find her sister 2890 treble 105 Good morning. Yeah.